Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. If you're listening to this show, you've been drawn to create work-life harmony in your life. I wanted to share a quick story on why I fell in love with essential oils back in 2014. So after my MS diagnosis, I won an intro kit by doTERRA that included a bottle of peppermint, lavender, and lemon essential oil. At the time, I was trying to figure out how to take care of myself differently than I was before, and one of the building blocks of health that I was tackling at the time was getting better sleep. I had horrible insomnia. After leaving a toxic relationship in 2012, I was filled with so much anxiety most nights, and my brain was always racing. I couldn't stop my thoughts. So this is when I was trying to set up a more conscious evening routine. And I would simply put two drops of lavender in an Epsom salt bath every night. And slowly this became the routine that signaled to my body it was time to go to bed. After I ran out of the doTERRA oil and grabbed another bottle of lavender from the health food store, I opened it and realized instantly when smelling it that it wasn't the same. And that's when I started beginning to research the company that I eventually fell in love with. So doTERRA's practices from sourcing the essential oils from the best place in the world that the plant grows, using sustainable sourcing methods, and truly empowering farmers and harvesters with the co-impact sourcing method, and then having incomparable transparent testing practices to create pure, potent, and therapeutic-grade essential oils uh, were absolutely amazing. And then finally, the company has a heart of gold through their Healing Hands Charitable Division. They empower farmers and harvesting communities and bring them necessities that they need to thrive. So if we go into a community to harvest a specific essential oil, and let's say the community doesn't have a school, then the Healing Hands charity is able to bring that to the community. Sometimes it's running water, sometimes it's health clinics, sometimes it's building hospitals, but that's what truly made me fall in love with the company. So if you haven't had a chance to sample doTERRA essential oils yet, I'd love to send you a few samples. So find me on Instagram. Just go to at Robin Baldwin, R-O-B-Y-N-B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And just send me a DM saying I want oils. And then from there, we'll chat about what your body is needing in terms of self-care so I can make you a personalized care package. Have you downloaded the Work-Life Harmony worksheet yet? In this free guide, I walk you through how to optimize five key areas of your life so that you can start designing your own work-life harmony. So from nutrition to supplements, sleep, stress management, and reducing your toxic load, I share tips and tricks that get you thinking on how you can optimize your life currently. So I ask you simple questions that just get you to rethink different aspects of your life. I walk you through a prioritization exercise so you can figure out which area of your life you actually want to maybe overhaul or tackle or just make small changes in first. So you can download that over at bit.ly forward slash work life harmony worksheet, all one word, bit.ly forward slash work life harmony worksheet. 
You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 178. All links and show notes can be found over at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Adriana Kaiser, or Adri Kaiser. She's an international wellness expert who has spent the past 15 years helping highly driven women stop feeling stressed and overwhelmed and start living a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. Using her enlightened alchemy method, she has helped thousands of women worldwide achieve everything from reduced pain and stress to increased confidence and productivity. Rather than drawing from only one modality, her extensive list of certifications include mindfulness, yoga, and Ayurveda. So this allows her to create a customized wellness experience for clients. And she's also a brand ambassador for Athletica and Lara Bar. And when she's not busy hosting retreats around the globe in exotic locations like Bali, Greece, and Peru, she's been featured on iHeartRadio, Amazon Prime's The Focus, and Authority Magazine. She's also the co-author of the forthcoming book, Overcoming Adversity in Entrepreneurship, due out at the end of 2019. We had a really, really great conversation. I was excited when um, her podcast booker reached out to me um, and I told them that we were doing a yoga topic series. And when I took a look at not only her yoga teaching methods, but also the fact that she does teach a lot of online yoga, I thought it'd be a great, um, a great guest to just kind of give that perspective to the show. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Welcome to the show, Adriana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I tried to pronounce your name properly. Um, Of course, you told me before we started recording that you go by um, Adri. So we will will go with that for our audience. Um, Really excited to have you on the show. When I decided to do a whole topic series on yoga... Uh, I wanted to kind of find different alpha females that could kind of round out the topic. So when I had seen that you teach yoga online, uh, I was really excited to kind of get that perspective. So we'll definitely jump into that. But let's start with my very first question that I ask all my guests. And that is, what do you think of the definition of an alpha female according to our community here? I absolutely loved it because it just, as I was listening out loud to the definition, I could feel the connection with the definition of being confident and being your own starting, your own uh, constellation, recognizing your priorities. So you pretty much hit it, hit every aspect of what I truly believe is so important for any woman of any age, especially in today's world, to really understand what an alpha female is. And you have it beautifully described. So yes, I love it. That's amazing. Um, Okay, so let's get into maybe a little bit more like how you resonated with the definition, but how do you personally see yourself as an alpha female? Yes, you know, when, when that's a great question because it took me a little, it took me a second, you know, I have to sit back and be like, do I see myself as an alpha female? Because oftentimes we don't recognize the strengths and the beauty and the stuff that we are on brilliance, what I like to call, right? Many people see it, but oftentimes we're the last one to see it on ourselves. So what I resonated when 
about your description of alpha female, for me, was a part of the mind, body, and spirit, and how as a woman we're multifaceted beings. And for me, recognizing that I can still very be very feminine, yet have this sense of confidence and empowerment, have leadership skills, and and showing up authentic, authentic and being myself with perfect imperfections and all the flaws, but also with all the beauty, all the brilliance. So how I see myself as an alpha alpha female is really when I step full into my power and I, I become unapologetic when I'm passionate about something. So when I know that, that my mission, my purpose or my dream or my goal is so powerful that I have to go after it without holding myself back from and stop being afraid of what other people may say or think if I'm driven, if I'm ambitious, because those are words that some people see it as a negative, uh, negative thing. And on the other hand, it's like, why is it negative? If you're driven, if you want something more out of life, shouldn't that be a positive thing if you're doing it in a correct way, right? I love that you brought up the word um, you're using power, but you said empowered and I've never built it into the definition. I don't, uh, we don't really have like flat out conversations on the show about being empowered because, you know, an alpha female just kind of embraces her power without having to think about it. But it's so true. It's like giving this definition or title to, um, someone that listens to the show, and says, oh, yeah, I'm an alpha female. It just gives you that little bit more of permission that maybe you needed um, because you haven't given it to yourself yet to really go after some of your ambitious goals and not shy away from them because you may have been brought up in a society or a surrounding where, um, you know, to have goals and to go after them um, seemed maybe in a, like unachievable because um, you were a female. Absolutely. And see, I'm from a Latin American country too. So I was born and raised in Caracas, Venezuela. And my role models, which are incredible female women, like my mom, my grandma, they're strong, beautiful women, but they're also very humble. So I was raised, they didn't tell me you have to do this, but I was raised by example. So I'm a hard worker. I have big dreams and goals, yet I always was taught to be humble. So I had to train myself and learn new skills to celebrate my wins because I always was, I'm always been an achiever, you know, I'm driven about from, especially when I'm passionate about something. So oftentimes I achieve a goal and then move to the next without really taking that time to celebrate, to say, wow, look what you just did. So, uh, that's why when, when I first listened to the term alpha females, like, am I one? Oh, yes, I want, I, I am. Because, again, it, it, it's just a different perspective. So, and with the term empowered, I like to use that word a lot because I work with so many women that, I was one of them, by the way, that look confident on that side. And I'm confident in certain areas of my life. But back then, 15 years ago, on the inside, still was falling apart, still was struggling with certain things. And I work with many women, they're powerhouses, they're leaders in their field. And in their workplace, they are super confident. But 
to me, they show me that more vulnerable side that they still lack confidence in many other areas of their lives. So it is okay to be confident in some arenas and still building confidence and feel empowered to move into a more sense of wholeness in other arenas. So then you can own who you are in those places as well. Hmm. It's interesting. I want to go back to the fact that you mentioned um, that you were brought up to be humble. And what I'm hearing is that like humble meant not talking about uh, your accomplishments for lack of like a, I guess, just a general way of explaining it. Um, And it's interesting that, you know, we're taught that being humble is a positive trait but if we're constantly not talking about like our accomplishments or the things that we're doing, how can we celebrate them? How can we actually show other women um, or men what's possible in the world by celebrating and talking about our goals and achievements? Um, uh, so there's, there's definitely like a, I talk about work-life harmony, but there's gotta be like some harmony in terms of humility and um, confidence and celebrating. Uh, Absolutely. And the scene is humble because, yes, I was brought to be humble. And also it was seen like if you were celebrating or telling people about your accomplishments, you were bragging. But then it's also this this duality where why is it okay for men to brag, to say, I did this and I did that, but not for women. So Thankfully, I'm so grateful that more and more and more women are awakening and saying, you know what? I'm a woman. I'm a goddess. I am confident and I'm deserving, worthy, and I'm capable of also celebrating my my success, my wins, my my everything without having to feel like I have to apologize for accomplishing things, for saying, I did this. I built this from nothing, you know? So, yeah. I was, um, I was bullied in, I guess it's like middle school, like grade seven and eight, because I was taught to be super proud of my accomplishments. So like if I got an A on a test, I would let everybody know. Um, and I've blocked out of my memory, like how I actually did it. I have no idea what my delivery was. Um, but it definitely got me in trouble. And for years I would like hide the fact that I was smart or I would get like worse marks so that I wouldn't get beat up. And it wasn't until I went to university and kind of changed crowds that I started, you know, wanting to celebrate my achievements because I saw other people, um, I don't know, getting ahead, um, being applauded. And I was like, Ooh, okay, I can do this again. Um, but yeah, it's fascinating. Like what just our kind of our circumstances teach us about celebrating, um, and maybe diminishing ourselves. And that has to do with confidence and then learning to build that up again, as we, you know, move into becoming an adult and trying to forget all of these moments where we maybe were told to be quiet or shushed or don't talk about that. And now we're like, no, uh, I like, I want to celebrate it. Like this is, this is an amazing thing. And I guess the advent of social media has really helped with the ability, like it's such a bragging platform. So, um, but, and it, and, and it can be a healthy bragging platform. So it's, it's interesting to see how alpha females are using it to, to shine. Yeah. It's interesting. Also, um, you mentioned being bullied. Uh, as a child, I was 
abused. I was bullied. I was told multiple times I wasn't good enough. And when I first moved to the U.S., uh, 24 years ago, I was going to law school in Venezuela actually for a few years before I, I came to the U.S. Temporla- temporarily in my head to become, become fully bilingual and go back home to finish my degree. But um, so when I first got here, I I encountered racist remarks about my accent and being an immigrant. I got called names and I became so self-conscious that I literally stop talking to people for months. I, 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 I lost my voice and that also kind of triggered what I was mentioning before in some areas. I was very confident because my coping mechanism was, um, I'm not good enough. Let me prove you wrong. Let me show you. So, and I kept like, I kept people at a distance because I was afraid of being hurt. But on the inside, I wanted to be wanted and be, have a sense of belong and, and be part of a community and move into the U.S. And seeing that those that experience, it hurt me deeply. But also at the same time, I was just like, well, at least I speak two languages. Uh, let me show you. So it, that's what I was saying before. Sometimes many confident women still don't see themselves as alpha females or they don't own the whole spectrum of who they are completely because they're still past experiences in their life that may be preventing them from owning that whole aspect of themselves. I had to do a lot of inner work and healing to to forgive my aunt for abusing me and and forgive my bullies and and begin to build a, a sense of self-love and confidence and heal myself from the inside out. So then I can really be authentic and open and hopefully inspire other women that might have felt or feel the same way I once felt, you know? Yeah, there's definitely a difference between confidence from a place of self-love and, um, being so assured, um, and aware of who you are as a person. And then there's the confidence that, um, probably comes across as like a little bit of cockiness when someone's out to prove something. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting conversation to have. So, uh, let's switch gears a little bit, um, and just go into how you take care of yourself. So we've read in your bio that you're an international wellness expert. Um, you're teaching yoga, in person and online. Um, and you have the mind, body, soul kind of business going on for yourself. So how, how do you take care of yourself and how do you structure your work-life harmony? That's an excellent question because, (laughs) um, you know, Self-care for me is very important. I used to suffer from chronic pain for over a decade. What I didn't know at the time, it was due to all the very memories and emotions from what I already discussed, being bullied, being told I wasn't good enough, being abused and all this stuff. But so there was a moment in my life when it really, I had to make a choice. I was having all these traditional treatments with little results and I didn't want to live the rest of my life taking medication like 
I was eating candy just to get temporary results. So that's when holistic wellness really became a huge part of my life and recognizing how the mind, body and emotions are connected and affect one another. So in my regular routine, I have to make sure that I take few breaks, at least here and there throughout the day to, to check in. One of my easiest, easiest things I do is set an alarm on my phone for 11, 11 and 4:44, And that's my, my time for pause for a second, close your eyes, give thanks, take a couple of deep breaths, go out for a walk or whatever it is. But that's my moment to just kind of check in with myself. I also have a I stick to this routine no matter where I go, whether I have hot water with lemon and apple cider vinegar, sometimes I add ginger to it because it's a great way to, it's the first thing I drink in the morning. So it's a great way to reset my, my system, to cleanse, to detoxify, to help my, to boost my immune system, promote elimination, but just to help me just kind of, I don't know, it's a great way to start my day. And I practice yoga regularly. Um, what other self-care tips I do? Uh, I eat healthier. I, I'm vegetarian. I don't drink, can't smoke, but my struggle is chocolate. Oh my gosh, I have sweet tooth. So like if you give me a piece of cake or a cheesecake, I'm be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I eat and maybe I don't. But you have a chocolate chip cookie or good chocolate and oh my gosh, it's, it's gone. So uh Part of my self-care, part of my treat is not to hold myself so um, serious, you know, like I reward myself. Like if I finish a project or I do something, I go and have that piece of chocolate. I'm eating healthy, but I also go and have my piece of chocolate. It's not like all or nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with the, I don't even know what the brand is, but it's a vegan white chocolate. And, uh, we have a store in Ottawa called natural food pantry and I cannot walk out of the store without a bar. So I have to like, I have to ration my trips to the store. (laughs) So, so you're clearly not a lawyer. Um, and you, you, you know, you mentioned you were in law school. So I always ask my guests, like, did you ever have an aha moment where life felt out of whack, where you maybe thought you had to balance work and life? So I'm assuming maybe something happened around law school that led you in a new direction. Maybe you want to tell us a little bit about your, your background. Yes. So, you know, since I was a little girl, since I can remember, I was, I always say, I want to make a difference and I'm going to become a lawyer. And part of it, if I analyze it, is from feeling like I was the underdog, being abused and all the scenes. So I felt like I had to take control and, and really fight for what I was right and all these different scenes. Why I didn't finish law school? Because I moved to the U.S. and I met my husband and we got married. We dated for three months and we got married and we've been married <laughs> for 20, how many years? I don't know, 23 years, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, that, that moment where that my chronic pain was so intense. So I, I just, my son was turning one, was turning one. My grandma was coming back from Venezuela. She's here with us. She lives here in the U S but she went to Venezuela for a few months. And when she came back, for my son's first birthday, she had a stroke. So I, ha- I, w- I became the first the, the caregiver for her. I was caring for my 
Then back then, one year old boy and my husband was traveling a lot for work. So I was pretty much a single mom. So my pain, my back pain increased so much that I, I really, there were days after my grandma was able to move with my mom to Oklahoma City where uh, I couldn't even move, you know, but being a mother and having all the responsibilities, I had that decision. That's the moment where I realized I have to start taking care of myself as well. I have this beautiful baby boy that depends on me. So if something happens to me, who's going what's, who's, who's gonna to take care of him? So that's when I really started practicing yoga. And when I began to see the, the benefits, how it was transforming my body, but also it began to give me insights to, to my inner landscape. Um, I, one of my teachers said, you need to do teacher training, especially because she was moving. My first reaction was like, there's no way, you know, uh, that trigger of speaking in public in a language that's not my own in front of people. It will, it was scary, but I call it divine intervention. You know, I feel that my path led me there and I did teacher training, not because I wanted to teach, but before I even finished, I was already offered to start teaching classes. Um, and that's how it started. And one thing led to the next, I was still doing my personal development, trying to figure out better ways to take care of myself and heal from the inside out, not just by changing my diet, incorporating yoga, but then I got other I have a whole bunch of holistic um, uh, solutions or training certifications and other holistic modalities that have helped me create what I call enlightened alchemy, which is uh, what I use to help women at the physical, mental, emotional level. Because I'm really, from my own experience, I realized that that we are complex human beings. We're multidimensional beings. And how I like to work with people is a, in a holistic well, way. So, well, some people may come to me because they want to lose weight or because they want to heal from some past trauma or because they want to, I don't know, to try yoga for the first time. As we start working together, I give them a more comprehensive approach so they can really step full into their power and become the best version of themselves. So they, what I like to say to them is I help them and I guide them not only to improve their, their health, their relationships, their finances, even their business, but I also help them to turn their pain into purpose and their fear into confidence, because that's what I did for myself. And I think that's many, many of us do many of us in this path. It's like, we are our first, um, case study and then we turn our passion into our purpose and, and make a business or grow a business out of it quite naturally because I never thought I was going to be doing what I'm doing for a living. It's just it was an, a natural unfold, the next progression, you know. I didn't even have to ask you what you're most passionate about because that just kind of tumbled out of your mouth. <laughs> um just to go back to your yoga teacher training, did you do a yoga teacher training in English or in your native language? In English. In English. I, I yeah. Yes, I've been here in the U.S. longer than I lived in Venezuela. So even if I, I I'm sure if I try to teach in Spanish, I could, but I learn in English. I teach in English. Um, I've done 
so many yoga trainings. My my main teacher, mentor, and, and friend is Shiva Ray, and she was instrumental. Uh, I did a 200-hour program first locally, and then I met her, and she blew my mind away, and I knew she was my teacher, and I studied with her for, I don't know, 12 years, 13 years. I'm one of her, uh, one of the few people worldwide that can lead her trainings. Oh, very cool. Now, the reason, um, the reason why I bring it up is in my yoga teacher training, uh, everyone was from kind of the Ottawa area. Um, and we had one lady join us from Sweden. And so she found the, the teacher training online. It was in Bali. And she's like, I want to do my teacher training in Bali. This is perfect. Um, so she learned how to teach yoga in English. And she said afterwards, she's like, I don't think I can go home and actually teach <laughs> in Swedish. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. just going to teach in English because obviously, you know, I've learned all the English names or everything. But it was perfect when we had the conversation around using Sanskrit in teaching yes. um, is when you really focus on learning the Sanskrit names, that's what makes it so much easier to potentially teach in different languages. So that was a, a really cool part of our training and just having conversations around that. Yeah, I agree. I can definitely, it makes it easier. Even if you don't understand the words in between, when you hear the Sanskrit name of a post, you're like, oh, okay, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, so what does yoga mean to you? Oh my goodness. Yoga to me is the union of my body and spirit. It's bringing bring together all these different aspects of yourself, all these different rivers coming together to, to make an ocean. So what I mean by that is, uh, it's, it's really, it's a practice, it's a way of living, is something that you become, something that you do, it's, it's all encompassing. So yoga to me is really transformative, is the opportunity I get to be with myself, to get to know myself, to embody my my practice but also to connect with spirit so regardless of the any religion or any uh beliefs yoga is something that helps me connect with something higher and greater mm, that's beautiful um okay so you're one of our first um yoga teacher guests that has an online business so you know, you've, you've got your in-person classes, you have your retreats, but what made you want to branch out and build online? For years, I was traveling worldwide to teach elite trainings, uh, events, festivals, conferences, and, um, and people will love my classes and they'll be like, they'll be like, how can I practice with you? Now you came all the way here and now you're going back home and now I won't see you again until you come back the following year or so forth. And so that was one of the reasons, but also the main reason is because a lot of the clients I work with are busy. They're very busy, whether they're entrepreneurs or business owners or women in corporate corporations, etc. they were struggling to find time for self-care. They were struggling to find time to practice yoga because if they, the meeting run over, there was not a class, a, 
a specific time of the day they need it. Or the moms that are working from home between putting their kids to take a nap or whatever. So it really came from the need to feel, to feel this void from my clients that they their schedules are all over the place and couldn't find a time for themselves. So my online classes are designed to be 20 minutes or less. So if you have an hour, you put a couple of classes together. If you only have 20 minutes or less, you just go in and choose one of those classes. Um, I do energy work. I've done a lot of uh, different, like I said, different certifications in different modalities. And part of what makes my classes also unique is that I infuse my classes with specific activations and a specific energy work. So you not only get the workouts that you need or the practice that you need, whether it's a hard class or an easy class or a class for a day where you have TMS or inflammation or whatever, but it's also a practice where you're at the energetic level, you're also healing. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and it, it definitely in this world where we're getting so used to spending time online to have that offering within your, I guess, business offerings is um, such a smart way to ensure that you're accessible to more than your local community or the places that you travel. Yeah. And also many, some of my clients or some other people as well, they may not feel confident enough or they just don't want to go to a studio or they may have some, some type of, uh, you know, back pain or hip pain or some mobility stuff. So when they get to practice from the comfort of their own home is different. Also my people that travel a lot, they're able to now stream the classes when they go out of town and don't feel guilty that now I'm going, you know, I'm work, I'm, I'm traveling for work and I'm going to be gone for four days. That means I'm not going to be able to practice for four days. Now they have this, this available to them. Yeah. It definitely also provides us with the ability for like no excuses. I, um, I usually go to 6 p.m. yoga classes, uh, but we're obviously recording this at um, at 6 p.m. So I told my husband, I'm like, after the podcast is done, I need you to like throw me out the front door so I go to the <laughs> studio for the last <laughs> class of the evening. Because if I like, if I had my way, I would just like curl up on the couch and just kind of relax for the rest of the evening. But I uh, I need my I need my yoga this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all do. Um, all right. If you've ever built up any stress throughout the day, do you have any, um, kind of rituals or habits at the end of the day to reduce anything that's built up? Yes. So I, a couple of things I do. One of them is to, when, you know, when the weather is nice, go outside, put my feet on the ground and kind of get grounded. But if it's winter time and it's cold, etc., I grab, I, I grab one of my crystals, any crystals that come pulls to me and I connect with the energy of the crystals. I take a couple of deep breaths. I journal. Um, I also believe that laughter is huge. So when I'm feeling stressed, because, you know, life happens and there's stuff that just accumulates and fall on our plates. I always make time to a nighttime to unwind, spend time with my family, with my husband. We laugh a lot. We watch movie together. So I always find different ways to unplug and, and check in with myself and be like, okay, I'm stressing out. 
take a break. That's why also my alarm for the 11-11 and 4:44 are great tools. I have to be like, wait a minute, things are things are building up. Have you checked in with yourself lately? Have you even had a glass of water since the last, you know, since last time you sat in the computer and knocked this email out? So those are a couple of things I'm doing as well. I love working with essential oils, diffusing oils or applying oils topically are a great way to boost my mood, to uh, to improve my, my yeah, my mood and, and relieve any stress or anxiety or, yeah, that anxious feeling that sometimes we get. Yeah, I have Adaptive, which is the new calming blend. Oh my gosh, yes. For those that have not heard of it before, but yeah, I put it in. I put it in the diffuser. I have it at um, my full-time job during the day. And then I have a bottle in my office when I come home. And then I have the the roller bottle in my purse. So I'm, I'm quite obsessed with it from a producing stress standpoint. <laughs> Try the supplement. They have the supplement too. And um, I one other thing I do, I try to not check my emails and computer at least two hours prior to going to bed. But for whatever reason, if let's say I'm in the middle of something and I have to check emails and that keeps my mind active and then I cannot sleep because I'm still thinking and the light, you know, the blue light and all that. So I took this supplement, one of the adaptive uh, supplements and I slept like a baby. I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. So I take it first thing in the morning and I've already finished my bottle that I got at convention. So I've I've already, (laughs) I'm already stocking up on, on the next bottle. Um, but yeah, I love it because it has the, the ahi flower and the, the gaba, which is absolutely amazing. And I can nerd out on the science, but yeah, just all of these, these little things that we can add into our days to, Um, just be mindful of like, I'm doing this now because I know I need to bring my body into a more restful state. So, um, all right. What piece of advice would you give your younger alpha female self? If you could go back in time and tell her exactly what she needed to hear as she was emerging, you know, follow your dreams. Don't worry about fitting in the right people will come, you know, especially moving, leaving your country behind, leaving your friends behind, leaving what you grew up with, leaving your known, your comfort zone, your blanket, your security blanket, moving to a country where you're definitely different. (laughs) Uh, um, For those first few months, I really help myself back. Like I dim my light, like I tried to fit in, like I tried to please people. So I felt like I belong. And if I could go back, I would definitely be like, you don't need to dim yourself. You're beautiful as you are. You're perfect as you are. The right people will come your way because they need to, they need what you have to offer just the way you are. So that's definitely for, there's so many of us that many women today, many women today that struggle with the imposter syndrome and saying yes, they want to say no and all these different things. It's just like, don't worry about having all this stuff figured out, being perfect and, and trying to free in and not ruffling any feathers. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Trust. Just be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be uh, so much of a theme with so many of my guests. It's like, don't worry like stop thinking about what others are thinking of you. Just have the confidence that you need to have. Um, 
you know, the right, the right moments, people will come along. Um, so it's just kind of cool to hear exactly what people would tell themselves. And especially, um, for anyone, um, I don't want to say like younger, but anyone that is kind of like questioning these things, just to hear that echoed over and over again, to then be able to tell that to yourself, no matter what moment or phase of life you're in is so, so important. I, I absolutely love this part of the, the podcast. Okay. So I want to get into, I always, I, I've stopped asking this question because I didn't want to bring any like uh, potential like negativity to the show. But then I also realized that by not asking this question, it kind of leaves um, people with like just listening to kind of a positivity bubble. So uh, if you're open to it, would you share maybe a pain point you're, you're currently problem solving for in your life? That I'm solving for myself or that I'm solving for other people or that for yourself. Or that I already solved for myself. A yeah. pain point that I'm solving for myself is <laughs> I laugh because oh my goodness. It, it, I think I gotta figure it out. And there's always a moment where it's like, oh, you still have to do more work on that. It's like I don't think I'm a perfectionist, but I like scenes done right. I like scenes to look great. I like to you know, I like to provide quality. And oftentimes I get caught up into like me doing extra unnecessary work or holding myself to higher standards that are no they're no really big deal. You know what I mean? So there are times where I, like I was recently working on a specific graphic and stuff and I was like, but this and this. And, and I told myself, Adri, done is better than perfect. It's great. This one milliliter to the right, it won't really matter. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think all, I think all of my alpha females struggle with this perfectionist gene that we all have. Um, and yeah, not like not wanting to show the world our struggles or things that we're maybe not good at, um, or spending way too much time on things because it has to be just right. And then it's not getting out into the world or not delegating because we can do it better than somebody else. So, um, there's these different themes around perfection that always come up as well. And I, I love when people are honest about it because when you speak it out loud, you know, the next time you do it, you're like, oh, I just, I just chatted on the Alpha Female podcast about this. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I should just delegate this out this time instead of doing it myself. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say though, I'm proud of myself because I have been delegating so much and I've been calling myself out. It's like, Adri, done is better than perfect. This is great. You know, so I, I like, I'm seeing it more and I'm able to be like, uh, uh-uh, walk away, t- t- close a computer. So it's still, I'm like, that's what I was saying. It's like, I would think I've done a great job. And then there's always a little scene that's like, uh, uh-uh, there's something more that you can do here to, to, to heal or to clear this pattern, you know, to get to the next lesson in life or something. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been absolutely lovely chatting with you, but uh, let's leave our listeners with the final question. Uh, But share with us, what is your definition of happiness? When I'm following my life purpose, when I'm when I'm surrounded by the people I love, when I laugh, when I see my husband and my son next to me, when I eat a piece of chocolate after 
after working so hard, when I teach a class and I see my students' faces because they're able to achieve something, when I see my clients' transformation. So happiness for me is having the moment of like, I cannot believe this is my life. I get to do this on a regular basis. I am giving love and I'm loved. Uh, I'm giving and receiving. So it's really when I'm, I'm recognizing how bountiful we all are, how brilliant we, we are, you know, we are. So when I really take a moment to look around and be like, look at all the blessings that are surrounding me, how, how happy I am, that, that's, that's happiness to me, being able to do what I love, to be surrounded by people that I love, the people that love me back. And I know that I'm making a difference. It's a long answer, but that's no, what happiness is I mean, it's, all I can think of is just like, she has so much gratitude for her life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show, for sharing your energy with everyone. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's really my pleasure to to talk to you and and just get to know you and 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 yeah, and hopefully serve your audience, inspire your alpha females to keep owning their brilliance and just keep doing their best every day. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Be sure and visit robinbaldwin.com, that's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N, for access to show notes and other amazing blogs. If you loved this episode of the Alpha Female Podcast, be sure to head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review so more amazing Alpha Females are able to find this content. It's so very much appreciated that you take this small effort to help this show succeed. This podcast has been brought to you by the following sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic, the most popular mushroom product on the market. So I've been obsessed with the Chagra mushroom tea since forever. I drink it in the afternoon for a high dose of antioxidants and the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is absolutely amazing in the evening as a treat, but also to signal to my body that it's time to relax. So use the promo code alphafemale, all one word, at checkout for 10% off. That's promo code alphafemale at checkout for 10% off. This episode is sponsored by Anupaya. Anupaya in Sanskrit actually means pathless path. So Anupaya is an outdoor-inspired lifestyle brand offering gorgeous apparel and goods for your everyday adventures, helping you get outside and look damn good while you're at it. They are committed to sourcing responsible and ethical products and using sustainable and post-consumer recycled materials. They also have a one pound promise, so they commit to taking care of shared wild spaces by removing a pound of waste for every product sold by hosting and funding community cleanups across Canada and around the world. So I recently became a brand ambassador for them this year in 2019, and after absolutely loving a toque and a coffee tumbler that I bought for them over a year ago, I decided to ask them if I could be an ambassador. So if you follow me on IG, you'll see the wool blanket that I recently got, and it's featured in many of my posts and IG stories. I wrap it around me when I spend time in morning meditation. So take a look at all of their stuff. They have amazing hats. The blankets are just so cozy. If you want to get any of their stuff, you can use the code alphafemale for 15% off at checkout. So that's the code alphafemale, all one word, for 15% off at checkout on all products.